This is Surrender to Win, a look at what's holding you back from experiencing a life of peace and joy that God intends for us all. Your host is Brian Anderson, the program director and a substance abuse counselor at Rob's Ranch, a Christ-centered residential substance abuse treatment facility for men in Purcell, Oklahoma. This is Surrender to Win. So have you ever dealt with somebody that, you know, they may have been an adult, but man, it is like literally dealing with a kid, you know, an emotional child. I, um, I got a couple people that I know that are in my life right now that I'll tell you what, they are literally like dealing with an emotional child. And it is one of the most frustrating things that I think any of us, any person can deal with is dealing with somebody who, although chronologically they are an adult, emotionally they're a kid. So, hey, welcome to the Surrender to Win show. I hope you guys are having a great Friday. I hope you had an awesome week. Uh, I am your host, Brian Anderson, and today's topic is going to be uh, one of my favorite topics to talk about. Uh, it's something that I thoroughly enjoy, and that's for a couple reasons. And I'll be right up front with you. One of the reasons why this particular topic resonates with me so much is because man, as, as painful as it is for me to say, uh, at one time in my life, I was that emotional child. And I didn't even realize it until somebody finally pointed it out to me. And when I went through treatment and I went through my own counseling and therapy to kind of helped my head get straight after a bunch of stuff that I had been through in my life from 22 years in the army to three combat tours to, to a whole bunch of other stuff. I had just gotten to the point in my life to where, man, I, um, I needed some help to kind of get my head straight. And so I finally went and, and, and got help and I, and I got myself straight and, Holy cow, am I so grateful for that. My life today is unbelievable. And I know for you guys that have listened to the show for a while, you've heard me say that over and over and over again. And guess what? Today, I can honestly say that my life is still really good. It has nothing to do with me not experiencing anything that uh, is disappointing or sad or even painful stuff. That's that's life. Life goes on. But still to this day, even with all of the craziness of the world, my life is still very, very peaceful. 
But that took a lot of work. And one of the things that I hope to do with this show, for people who tune in and for people who listen, is that I can hopefully give you some encouragement to do something to change your life if you can self-identify with any of the stuff I talk about on this show. And then maybe help you ask the question, do I want to do something different? And if your answer is yes, then to decide, hey, I'm going to do something different to change my life. I believe that everybody out there, sometime during their life, can benefit from talking with somebody to help them work through stuff that they're experiencing. And whether that is a professional counselor like myself, or whether that is just a really close friend who understands how to deal with emotions and understands things, whether it is your clergy, you know, your pastor of your church, whether it is your wife or your husband, somebody or some buddies to help you go through the tough times in your life. I think we all need that from time to time. Heck, I'm I'm a you know a psychotherapist is what I do for a living and I still need the support and help from other people. And so today's topic is going to be a personal one for me only because like I said I've experienced some of this myself if not all of it. And secondly because I deal with emotional children on a daily basis and I'll get into a little bit more about what that is but before I do that you can catch all of the surrender to win shows I record them and I upload them on the surrender to win Facebook page you can get it on Apple iPod uh, and uh, through those uh, podcast formats. You can find it on SoundCloud. Uh, obviously, you can hear this live on Crossover Radio and on my Facebook page as well. So you can find it all over the place on Twitter. Just Google Surrender to Win and uh, you should be able to find it. And all of my previous radio shows are uploaded there. Uh, I think we're getting close to 25 now. And so uh, take a look at them if you're interested and um, see what you think. So today's topic and the title of it is what we call the adult child syndrome. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It is an adult who still acts and thinks and reacts to things like a child. Now, as I've said on previous shows before, whenever I'm doing an assessment on a new patient, there's two ages that I assess them for. The first age is I assess them for their chronological age. Do they look like they are the age that they are supposed to be? So if they're 40 years old, do they look like they're 40? If they're 20 years old, do they look like they're 20, etc. And because I work with individuals that are uh, suffering with substance abuse disorders, with the disease of addiction, oftentimes I will work with an individual that, although they may be 30, 
40 years old, because of their chronic substance use and the uh, just terrible living conditions that they often find themselves in, they don't look their chronological age. They look way older. And that tells me that, man, this person's been through quite a lot. And there's going to be a lot to work, you know, work through. Now, that's not 100% science. It just gives me kind of an idea of what I'm going to be working with. But the second more important age that I assess for is the emotional age. You, know, you can hear, uh, you know, in intelligent age, intelligence age, uh, there's a whole host of different names for it that you can hear in the mental health field. But basically for me, I use is, is what is the emotional age of the individual I'm dealing with? Because for me as a psychotherapist, that is the one that's important for me. That's what I want to work with. And with drug addicts and alcoholics, and they're not the only ones that deal with this. Uh, some of the people that uh, I know that unfortunately are in my life, uh, they are emotional children and don't necessarily have a drug or alcohol problem. So it's not just exclusively to drug addicts and alcoholics, but it's almost always prevalent with somebody who is a drug addict and an alcoholic for them to be an emotional child, to have this adult child syndrome. And it can be incredibly, incredibly difficult to deal with and extremely frustrating for those that love the individuals and for those that try to work with them and help them. Because... Honestly, folks, whenever an adult child, whenever an emotional child doesn't get their way, they go into all kinds of repulsive behaviors from temper tantrums that you would see in a small child, but you've got an adult doing it. And the scary part is, is when an adult throws a temper tantrum, they can be incredibly destructive that can be incredibly hurtful and that's what makes the adult child the emotional child such a devastating problem to deal with and so let's get into what some of those core traits are for what an adult child is what the adult child syndrome is and there is for the purposes of this show, there's 24 particular core traits that I'm going to talk about. But unfortunately, I can't get all 24 in today's show, so this is actually going to be a two-part show, and we'll, uh, we'll do the other 12 or so next week as we conclude on what an adult child is. So the very first one on the list here is adult children, they, they overthink things. They're, they're not able to, to, you know, almost get a grip on reality. Uh, they're often, um, you know, they catastrophize everything. They, they overthink things. They make things more complicated than it needs to be. They're constantly thinking about something, running four, five, six, ten, fifteen different scenarios for something. 
the adult child, somebody who is an emotional child, often overthinks things. And even though you might be able to counter a few of the things that they are thinking or saying, they're going to overthink that as well. And you might give them some good advice to say, hey, you know what, let's just hang on for a second. Let's not overreact. Let's let's wait and see. But by the time you're done talking about that, by the time you finish up that sentence, more than likely they're already overthinking that. And so overthinking is one of those core traits that I find very often inside an emotional child, inside that adult child. Another one is a constant search for certainty and perfectibility. And so they, they want to know for certain the answer to things. They want things to be perfect. They themselves want to be perfect. And certainty and perfectibility does not exist in this world. So their search is constantly in vain for something that doesn't exist. But somebody who's an emotional child, they become very vulnerable to to the seduction, if you will, of things that will give them that false sense of certainty or that false sense of perfectibility. And and it goes and it ranges all over the place from cults to toxic people over oh this person loves me i get them they're they're perfect for me they're no human being is perfect i'm certainly not perfect and neither of you are perfect but somebody an emotional child will literally believe that this person is perfect for them and they're looking for that certainty and that perfectibility because they overthink everything and so they want that certainty and they want they want all of that. And so as we come back after the other side of this break, I'm going to continue on with some of those core traits that we find in every adult child. And unfortunately, uh, I had a bunch of these too. We'll see you in a second. You're listening to Surrender to Win on Crossover Radio. Radio Where I go round and round again, Vintage, I am my closest friend. Lack of sleep is what I do. Starbucks will rescue me again. Work more work and somewhere to be. For a great cup of coffee, there's nowhere better than Serve, where they only serve the best grounds for compassion coffee. Come visit them at 6736 Northwest 39th Street in downtown Bethany, Oklahoma. Serve is a home for Crossover Radio, and we can't keep our DJs in studio because they're all hanging out getting coffee. Serve is open Monday through Thursdays, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Fridays, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Serve coffee. We serve coffee. We serve the community. At Victory Church, our mission is to help people live, move, and be in the presence of God. Our service times are Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have two worship locations, 1515 North Kelly and Edmond 
and 4300 North MacArthur in War Acres. For more information, visit our website, victory.church, or call our church office at 405-787-4200. Come to Victory Church, where all are welcome. Are you a small business looking to enter the advertising market without breaking your budget? Well, I've got the solution to your problem. Crossover Radio. We are an internet radio station with worldwide reaching possibility, but locally embedded in the Bethany and Warwickers area in Oklahoma. We have competitive advertising packages to help you reach new customers and grow your business. If you're a well-established business, we're here for you as well. We're able to handle all the advertising needs your business requires. We're also launching a crossover radio sports station in May of 2019 that will cover pro, high school sports, and everything in between, doubling your reach and advertising capabilities. To partner with Crossover Radio and grow your business, please contact us at contact at thecrossoveronline.com or by phone at 405-494-0234. Crossover Radio, radio with a purpose. Crossover Radio. Radio with a purpose. You're listening to Surrender to Win with Brian Anderson on Crossover Radio. Radio with a purpose. You know, on the break, I was going over uh, the the notes I've got on these core traits. And this next one that uh, I'm going to talk about it. It brought to mind, for me, an individual that I know um, that fits this one to the T. And the sad part is, is this individual at one time was a friend of mine back whenever I was still kind of in the same stuff. And when I got healthy, uh, I started realizing and seeing this individual for who they are and what they are and the destructive behaviors and the, the, the way they have torn up their family, their kids. Um, it's, it's really sad. And it made me uh, grateful that, um, truly by the grace of God, I'm not there anymore. This next trait, number three, is called fear of authority figures. And I need to kind of explain this one a little bit better because it doesn't necessarily mean somebody who's like afraid of the police or, um, you know, somebody that's got the authority in, say, uh, legal systems or anything like that. This is anybody that's in a position of authority. That could be a boss. That could be supervisor that could be anybody who holds that position of responsibility and they by default they are in authority and so the emotional child the adult child has a fear of authority now they may not show it and they may not act like it but emotionally they have a fear of that authority and and here's the big reason why Because an emotional child, deep down inside, is terrified of what other people think of them. 
terrified of whether they're going to do a good job or not. And so they they secretly, deep, deep down inside, fear somebody criticizing them. And who better to criticize somebody than somebody who's in authority over that person? Now, here's the crazy thing. It is not uncommon for people who have a fear of authority to become authority figures themselves. And if you think about that for a little bit, it makes sense. The more power I can, quote, have over other people, the less power other people can have over me. The more authority I have over other people, the less authority others can have over me. And so this individual I was talking about uh, right after the break, he ended up making a career out of law enforcement. So he could be the one in charge. So he could be the authority figure. And when you are able to sit back and observe his behavior... Everything he does, he does as somebody who's in authority. And it has completely destroyed so many people that were close in his life. And it's really sad. And it continues today as we speak. As I talk right now, this individual is still out there mistreating people abusing his authority, and it's a fake authority. Sure, he has the authority that the law grants him, but that's that's a job. The authority that he thinks he has is in his mind. And it is the core trait of an adult child. He is an emotional child. He is an adult child. And, and it really is sad. So maybe you know somebody like that. It is not uncommon for people who are afraid of authority to actually become an authority figure themselves. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that anybody who is in law enforcement or anybody who's in authoritative positions or anything like that um, that are, are afraid of authority. That's absolutely not anywhere close to what I'm saying. But what I am communicating is that it's not uncommon for people who are afraid of authority to go into authority positions. So the next one is number four, and that is emotional children often judge themselves incredibly harshly. They, They make a mistake and... Man, they are their worst critic. They beat themselves up. Even when people were telling them, hey, no, man, you did a good job. That was great. No, it was only a little mistake. Don't worry about it. They will sit back and ruminate over it and continually beat themselves up. And that goes back to the linkage that I said here a little while ago about certainty and perfectibility. And if I make a mistake or something doesn't go the way that I wanted it to go by my own actions, I'm going to judge myself incredibly harsh. And that's another sign of the adult child, the emotional child. Number five is emotional dependence. And 
what that means is is the adult child they may live very responsible as an adult but they're not actually living as an adult they're just being a responsible child and so they may do exactly what they're told to do but when nobody's looking they're going to not do the things they need to do they're going to incredibly over procrastinate they're going to do stuff in secret behind people's back they're they are looking like they are adults with responsibility but in all actuality they're just a child an emotional child trying to take care of responsibilities now they may also have a difficult time making very tough decisions now maybe they um, you know they can make the little decisions but when it comes to a very tough decision they're going to ask people over and over again they're gonna ask I don't you know other questions they're going to try and get everybody else to maybe make the decision for them and then they can just go with that decision the the trap to that is is if they go with somebody else's decision and it falls apart well then they can turn around and blame that other person and so the adult child who has an emotional dependence issue they're going to want to kind of punt the tough decisions and the tough responsibilities off to somebody else even as an adult number six is the emotional child is often filled with um, unrealistic uh, and unnecessary fear and guilt and they may worry about things that just simply do not make sense about worrying about they can also be uh, very passive about things that fear that people have inside that fear of adult that adult children have is also related back to the certainty and the perfectibility when things aren't certain they walk around in a load of fear you may be able to sit there and go look man what do you what do you don't be so afraid it's going to be okay it's going to work out but deep down inside they're afraid that it's not going to work out the way they want it to now you fast forward that tape and a lot of these adult children when it doesn't work out the way they want it to do or they don't get what they want they're going to throw a tremendous temper tantrum and so as we go through this list I hope you can kind of start to see how each of these are interconnected with each other how each of them play off of each other very rarely are these just unique traits on their own now just because somebody out there has 
one of these or a couple of these, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily an adult child. As I said earlier, um, there is all kinds of different things out there that people can kind of exhibit similar stuff to this, and it has nothing to do with you know, being diagnosed as an adult child or, or anything like that. So don't take anything I say as, oh, well, that's it. You have to look at everything as a whole. Look at all of these traits. And if somebody exhibits the majority of these traits, it's probably a good chance that they, too, are an adult child. So we'll get back on the other side of this break, and I'll finish up those last six. We'll see you in a minute. Neuro Renovations is a faith-based chiropractic office that specializes in treating warriors, yet it's gentle enough for your kids. They work at freeing the nervous system so it can send full signal to the body. Their treatment is tailored specifically for your needs rather than putting people into a mold. Call or stop by for new patient specials and mention Crossover Radio for an extra 10% off. You can call Neuro Renovations at 405 405- 200-1931 or you can stop by the office at 13325 North MacArthur Boulevard in Oklahoma City. Did you know that about 80% of all bankruptcies are due to medical issues? If you're a business owner, what happens to your business if you can't work for an extended period of time? What about retirement? Do you have enough to live on for the rest of your life? Do you have a succession plan in place for your business? As a small business owner, it's vital that you make sure your business is protected for the future. If you don't have a plan, Five Rings Financial can help get you on the road to financial security and protection. Just give us a call today at 405-413-3638 or you can email me directly at jamie, that's J-A-M-I-E, at fiveringsokc.com to schedule a consultation about securing your financial future. If you love listening to Crossover Radio, download the Crossover Radio app available on all major platforms. It's absolutely free to our listeners, and you can connect with us and listen on the go. Crossover Radio. It's radio with a purpose. Who is it? Crossover Radio. Radio with a purpose. You're listening to Surrender to Win with Brian Anderson on Crossover Radio. Radio with a purpose. So the last six that we're going to talk about today, and we'll finish up the other 12 uh, next week. So the last six today is going to be one that, uh, well, the next one, number seven, is is one that... um, this one applies to me. This is one. This is one that I fought my whole life. Um, 
It's something that I struggled with up to the time that I finally got help. And it's not one that is exclusive just to adult children, but it's in every adult child. And number seven is the incredible need, incredible want to be liked. And what I find often working with the patients that I work with is this feeling, this belief that they're not liked starts all the way back when they were a little kid. Usually their first memories of around five or six years old. The clients and the people that I work with, and I ask them these questions, the age that almost every single one of them tells me that they remember feeling this way literally is all the way back around five or six years old. And when I get some of these clients that are in their 40s and their 50s, think about that for a second. You know, 45 years, 44 years of feeling and having that that incredible desire to be liked by people, not feeling like they were ever liked, truly, truly liked. And the behavior that you see from this is somebody who wants constant reassurance or they need reassurance very, very often that they're doing good, that they, that they, are, that they are liked, that they are loved. And you might be able to tell them a billion times that, hey man, I like you, I love you. And yet deep down inside, they still don't feel it. They still don't believe it. There's always a doubt. And the trap for that is, is for some reason, the person that they're dealing with is having a bad day or just doesn't, doesn't remember to give them that affirmation, doesn't remember to give them that approval that shows that they're liked. The adult child can go nuts on them. They can get all kinds of um, jealous. They can make up stuff. They can become incredibly demanding. And it can just absolutely wear the other people out. And as I said, this is one that I, I relate to very, very well. Because for whatever reason, and I still haven't been able to put my finger on it, it just never felt like I was liked. I don't know why. Just didn't. And again, as with the other things that we talk about here, by the grace of God, literally by the grace of God, I don't have that feeling anymore. I know that I'm loved and I know that I'm liked by the people in my life. And more importantly, I know that I'm loved and I'm liked by my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that has made all the difference to me, literally for my eternity. Do you know somebody who's like that? Constantly needing the reassurance, no matter what you say, no how many times you say it? They need it. 
you might be dealing with an adult child. And be reassured with this. It's not you. It is not you that's not being reassuring enough. It's not you that's not showing them that you like them enough or that you love them enough. Because the truth of the matter is, you can't show them that you like them enough. You can't show them that you love them enough because they have a missing feeling inside that you or anybody else can feel. Only God can feel that. That comes from self-esteem. Only self-esteem comes from within. That's why it's called self-esteem. Otherwise, it would be called other esteem. So number eight is the adult child often has a, a certain naivety about them. They often won't recognize the genuine danger of things. They may not actually realize that the people they're they're interacting with or the the situations that they're getting themselves in actually pose a significant amount of danger if it doesn't go right. If it goes wrong, they're they're going to be in a in a world of hurt. And so they they walk around with this this naivety about everything in life, almost like a childlike innocence. Now, I, I I truly believe, and I try really hard, to not be suspicious of everybody and everything in this world. I I like to do the best I can to see the good in other people, to to see the good in this world. So I'm not a big, the sky is falling kind of guy. Even though I can see how this world is just continually deteriorating faster and faster. And for those of you guys that um, believe in God and read scripture, uh, you know, what's going on in the world is is biblical. And so I don't worry too much about it because, A, there's nothing I can do about it, and, B, it's not my responsibility to do anything about it because it is prophesied in the Bible. But getting back to that naivety, I do realize that there is evil out there, and I do realize that there are people and things out there that can harm us. And the adult child will just kind of ho-hum around all of that, not really um, not really accepting the fact that what they're doing or who they're doing it with is actually something that might be dangerous. Number nine. Here is another one that I can relate to um, very intimately with I, I this was one that um, yeah I struggled with this one for a while too and this one is tied in pretty close to number seven they're all tied in with each other but number nine and number seven are 
are really closely tied in together. And number nine is the adult child, the, um, that emotional child, is constantly seeking approval. Now, I see this a lot in children that were raised by a disapproving parent. Maybe it was one, maybe it was both of them, but it, it's that overly critical parent. I see this a lot with um, patients that grew up in sports, that had an overcritical father, maybe even an overcritical mother, that constantly was beating their child down emotionally because they either made a mistake in whatever sport they were doing or they weren't as good as they could have been. Maybe they had an off game. And so the parent or parents were are overly critical of their child. I uh, was working with a, a patient earlier uh, this week who his parents demanded high grades in school. And if you made anything below an A, you were criticized. And you were grounded. I think he said um, like a one nine-week period for if, if he got a B, he was grounded for nine weeks. If he got a C, he was grounded for the entire half a year or whatever it was. I mean, it was incredibly harsh. And when I talked with him about this, he he thought that that was perfectly okay because in his mind, he needed to have perfect grades because his mother and father told him, you have to have good grades so you can get into good school and you can get a good job etc 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 and so everything that this kid this um this young man thinks about is i'm only good if i am successful i am only good if i exceed at a high level i am only approved when i do things to a high level so he's never been satisfied never been satisfied with his life. And I tried to talk to him about it a little bit and say, look, that's overcritical parents. Have you ever wondered why you constantly need the approval, seeking the approval of everybody around you? And if anybody criticizes you, it's, you know, you, you feel horrible. It goes back to um, number four, you sit there and judge yourself incredibly harsh. And then back to number one, where you're constantly overthinking things. And then to number two, where you're constantly searching for certainty and perfectibility. And then number three, having the fear of people who can be critical of you, fear of authority. You see how it all links together. And I, and I tried to point that out to him, and we're not there yet. He's still uh, he's still working on things, but I think you know there's hope. We're gonna take this last break, and when I come back, I'm gonna finish up the the last three of this week's twelve 
core traits of the adult child. Be back in a second. Ah, do you hear that? That means the start of a good day in my household. If I don't have that first cup to begin my morning, then I'm guaranteed my day is going to be a struggle. And nobody makes better coffee than Grounds for Compassion Coffee. It's coffee with conviction. So head on over to their website, g4c.coffee. That's g, the number 4, c, dot coffee. Or give them a call at 405-603-1902 to get your own cup of Get Up and Go. I just, I, I just love it out here. It's so peaceful and you get chills when you come out and you, you feel the presence of God, man. And, you know, that's, it's something, and the feelings, that's something a lot of us have never had. Opiates, meth, alcohol, are you addicted? Rob's Ranch is a nonprofit, Christ-based treatment center for men located in central Oklahoma. Rob's Ranch uses proven treatment methods and a program of spiritual growth to give men the opportunity to restore their lives and their relationships. Every member on staff has been there and are now in recovery themselves. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction to drugs or alcohol, please call 405-253-3838 or find Rob's Ranch on Facebook or online at robsranch.org. They're just so accepting, so caring. It'll change your life if you're not careful. On live, worldwide, 24-7, 365, it's Crossover Radio, radio with a purpose. Broadcasting from the 405. This is Crossover Radio. Radio with a purpose. You're listening to Surrender to Win with Brian Anderson on Crossover Radio. Radio with a purpose. So, hopefully you were thinking about... um, these things that we've been talking about today and whether or not you know anybody that's like that and more importantly whether any of these resonate with you and the fact of the matter is is that if if you can personally relate to these things that's okay that doesn't make you a bad person that doesn't mean that there's something you know horrifically wrong with you it just may mean that you could truly use the help of somebody who knows how to deal with this stuff. That's all it means. It's like any other thing that can go wrong with this. It's like anything that can go wrong with anything. You know, something as simple as, hey, if uh, your car breaks down, what do you do? If the car's not working like it's supposed to, what do you do? You take it to a mechanic to get it fixed. And we do this all day long with medical stuff. You know, if I if I hurt or if something breaks or something's not working like it's supposed to do, man, I'll, I'll jump to the doctor, figure out any way I can to get to a doctor so, man, they can fix it. 
But the stuff that resides and lives in the privacy of our mind and the depths of our heart that we're just miserable about and that just creates havoc throughout our life. Most people won't do anything about it. Nothing. Oh, they may whine and complain and moan about it, but they won't do anything else. And then there's those that will, will just deny. They deny that they have anything wrong with them. They deny that anything's going on. And they'll blame everybody else and they'll blame everything else. And the reality is, is that with the majority of the stuff in our lives, the problem is with ourselves. We don't have a whole lot of control if we have any control at all over anything in this world. But we do have the freedom to make a choice to do something for ourselves. And if you don't decide to do something to improve your life, when you have the ability to, I don't know what to tell you. That's it's on you. It's on you. So I encourage you. If you're somebody that can resonate with what I'm talking about, if if you're somebody who relates to these things and it's causing your life problems. It's causing relationship problems. It's it's robbing you the joy of life that God wants for us. And I'm not talking about riches, money and cars and all that stuff. That that's not what I'm talking about. That stuff is really honestly not important. We can have a joy-filled life without any of all of that rich materialistic stuff. It's possible. I see people all the time do it. So I highly encourage you, take a chance, take a risk, do something to change your life. Go see a professional counselor. Go talk to somebody in the clergy. Go talk to a priest. Go talk to your pastor. Talk to somebody that knows what you're going through and can help you. You don't have to stay emotionally miserable. You don't have to. And as I ask people all the time, what's worse, physical pain or emotional pain? And without exception, people always say emotional pain. And yet, very few people will ever go and seek help to deal with that emotional pain. And I'm included. I was one of those that just didn't want to because I thought it was somehow weak. But I'll tell you what, when I finally gave up and got help, my life radically changed. And it's been wonderful ever since. So please, please seek help. So the last three that we're going to talk about today 
Number 10. The adult child, that individual who's a, an emotional child, they often have a difficulty saying no. They won't say no to people, to good things or bad things. They won't say no. They are seeking people's approval. They want to be liked. They have a fear of what people think of them. They constantly overthink things and run the scenarios through their head. They want to be certain about the outcome of things. They want things to be perfect. And so they have a real difficult time of saying no. They have poor boundaries. They have a poor no boundary, as I like to say. A poor no boundary. They let people walk all over them, and then when they finally have had enough, then they might throw an adult temper tantrum, scream and yell, because they don't know how to say no. Where if they do say no, then they just sit there and overthink it over and over and over with fear of whether the people will still like them or they'll be accepted. I believe that it can be difficult at times to say no to people because I, I, at least from my perspective, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want anybody to... To, I don't want anyone's feelings to be hurt because I know what it's like to have hurt feelings and I don't want other people to have hurt feelings. But other people's feelings are not my responsibility as long as I'm not sitting here intentionally trying to harm them, as long as I'm not intentionally trying to take advantage of them, as long as I'm not intentionally hurting them. How somebody feels about something because I protect my boundary where I do what is right and good for me, well, how they feel about it is none of my business and it's not my problem. And the emotional child, the adult child, has a difficulty in being able to say no because they're tied in to all these other things that I've talked about today. So number 11 is... Um, it's not a catch-all, but it, it kind of encompasses a lot of these that we've already talked about. And that is frightened. The emotional child is frightened of having really strong emotions. They want to avoid those, those really strong emotions of, of um, you know, sadness or hurt. Sometimes with some people, even the strong emotion of love, they want to avoid that. Because it's terrifying. Maybe they were hurt as a child, by a parent or somebody that they were close to that they loved. Maybe they were really, really hurt, abandoned, abused. And so they want to avoid the strong feeling of love, the strong feeling of attachment, because they don't want to get hurt again. They don't have the emotional maturity to realize not everybody is going to hurt them. That there are people out there that are loving, kind, and caring people. Now, is that their fault? 
Well, if they were hurt as a young child, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I um, I heard once upon a time uh, a while ago that uh, a statement that said, you know what? You are not responsible for the trauma done to you. That was somebody else's responsibility. However, fair or unfair, you are responsible to do something about it. You are the one who's responsible to getting better. And it's not fair. If somebody was traumatized and abused and hurt as a child, they are absolutely not at fault for that whatsoever. I don't care what any adult has said to that child. They're not. That child is not at fault. But when that person grows up and they're still dealing with the trauma from that, they are unfortunately the one who is 100% responsible in doing something to get better. And the adult child is frightened of all those emotions. And number 12 is what we call the external locus of control. And often these adult children, when they were growing up, they had a, a feeling that they had no control in anything. That their house was chaotic, the yelling and screaming and maybe physical abuse between the, the parents or the guardians. And so uh, the house wasn't safe. They had no control over how things were going and how things were going to happen. And so they often spend their time trying to constantly control things because they're afraid of getting hurt, because they're, they're frightened of those strong emotions and they constantly seek approval from people and they want to be liked and they have a fear of that authority and they're constantly searching for certainty and perfectibility and they're constantly overthinking things and so they're trying to control things so they don't have to feel that fear anymore so so they don't they don't have to feel feel out of control and that overabundance that over-need, that over-drive for control often results in the emotional child, that adult child, in violating other people's boundaries, taking advantage of people, being incredibly selfish and only thinking of themselves, and hurting people. you got to do something about it. So listen, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your Friday. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Please remember God loves you. I hope to see you here next week. God bless. Take care. someone you know is struggling with substance abuse, call Rob's Ranch today, 405-253-3838. Online at robsranch.org or find him on Facebook at Rob's Ranch.